BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Off day for the Hornets, but never an off day here on the HHC. We've got a special player conversation with the Hornets' Cody Martin. He'll talk to us about the road ahead for Charlotte and the journey that this season has been. Also, coming up a little later here in the show, we'll do some scoreboard watching, although it is an off day for the entire NBA. We'll give you kind of a state of the race and let you know what we're looking at going down the stretch. But right now, we welcome back here to the Hornets Hivecast, Cody Martin. Cody, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Cody, it's been a long season. Let's rewind, though, back to the start of it. We're going through preseason, and it seems like everyone's trying to figure out rotations and everything. Did you have a thought at the time that you would essentially be sixth man first off the bench for this squad? I think for me... I think it was up in the air because we had so many guys and we have, you know, a lot of good players and, you know, a lot of guys in the same position at the same time. So I think for me, I was just going into it and I was just being hungry and just working and basically trying to do whatever I could to put myself in a situation to get more minutes and help provide and contribute to this team and just working. To see your rise from a second-round pick playing in the G League to now being an established part of a team that's going to the postseason, how gratifying is it? I know there are, there are larger goals, but do you ever take a moment and, and stop and say, hey, I've, I've made it this far? You have to take time to appreciate how far you've come and um, acknowledge that at the same time because it's easy to kind of get caught up with what's going on because there's so many things going on on top of focusing on what's next. So, But, yeah, just – Really just trying to focus on what's going on right now and uh, understand that we're not satisfied and doing whatever we can to, you know, just focus on us and getting better each and every day so that 
we're ready and we're playing our best basketball when it comes to the postseason. What is it about this squad that makes it such a fun locker room? I think for everyone, they've all we've all had our separate paths, and you know, for us all to end up here, um, you understand how much work it takes and how much commitment has been for you to get here. And at the end of the day, we all want each other to eat. You know, of course, everyone has personal goals that they want to achieve and things like that too. But I think first and foremost, it's about winning and understanding that we're trying to build a, uh, the culture here and build a winning mentality. And, and that's what we have. And we're a hungry young group. And I think we're heading in the right direction. And we're in the right headspace heading, heading into the postseason. And like I said, we have a combination of guys who have that experience, even postseason experience. But we also have a lot of guys that don't, including myself. But just about growing and, and, and trying to make sure that we're doing whatever we can, like I said before, to make sure that we're playing our best basketball when we reach that point. And I think that we're heading in the right direction. A lot of times when teams hit the playoffs, you see their rotations kind of come down. With this team, its best run of success has come when you expanded the rotation. And now Gordon Hayward is coming back too. How do you foresee as a player how perhaps to handle it, or are you guys preparing for that? Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I just try to focus on what I can right now. I understand that's kind of out of my hands. You know, that's they're going to do whatever they feel is necessary, but it's about, you know, for myself, just making sure I'm taking care of my, my mental, my, my health, my body, getting my work in and just staying consistent and, you know, making sure, like I said, that we're, we're all in the right headspace mentally and physically going into the the postseason and just making sure we're taking care of business first and foremost. And it's about winning at the end of the day. You know, like you said, most teams do kind of shorten the rotation. We've had a lot of success with expanding that at the same time. So, you know, we'll see. (laughs) More with Cody momentarily. You're listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Cody Martin, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cody, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about you being a twin and your brother. You have a new wrinkle potentially in front of you in the relationship. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but there's a decent possibility if the Hornets are able to make it into the playoff bracket that you'll play Miami and you'll play against your brother. Have you thought about what that might be like? I guess it would just... It'd be different for sure, especially because the intensity of the playoffs and um, just being in that situation that would probably be at their place, obviously, to begin with, and just going back and forth. It, it'd be something that we've always talked about before, and then it would just be icing on the cake, really, and something to look forward to and something to have bragging rights about. So it'd be fun. You know, I've been his biggest fan throughout the season and, and vice versa, so we've kept up with each other. But the good thing is I watched a lot of their games, so I have a lot of film on them, too, and um, so I've had the the opportunity to watch them and see how they played over the pretty much the whole year. So I've been tuned in. So I think that we could use that to our advantage in terms of just knowing what they do, what they like to do, and even some of their sets. So you guys are so close as brothers. Whenever I talk to you, when you guys are in Miami or when they're here, it seems like you guys are getting dinner or doing meals before hanging out, working out together. Still, would that change in the playoffs? No, I mean. 
naturally you'd want it to because it's like it's, it's, it's cutthroat when it gets to that point. And but at the end of the day, I still want him to be successful, and I know he wants me to as well. And just like anything else, we're going to treat it the same way off the court. But as soon as we step on the court, it might be worse, you know, in terms of what it used to be when we played each other. And that'd be fun, though, for sure. It's something that I could honestly say that I'd be looking forward to. It's the kind of problem you want to have. Exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Well, between now and then, you have the stretch run, obviously, here of the season. The team has really turned a corner over the month of March. Ask this to a couple of players. I'll ask you the same. February was a real struggle. March things really turned a corner. Do you feel March is the true representation of this team? Where do you feel you guys will be as you hit the postseason? I mean, I think, you know, February, like you said, we kind of hit like a rough patch. And I think, you know, a lot of that had to do with people being hurt, out, sickness, whatever the case is, and then trying to figure out that flow coming back with implementing guys and plugging guys in that, that were out previously. And then March, like we're starting to find it. And I think this is where we're at right now, but I think there's still room to improve. And that's why I say I feel like we're moving in the right direction because I still don't feel like we're playing our best basketball. But on top of that, we are heading in in the right direction where we need to be to be playing our best basketball when we need to. So as long as we stay on that same path and having, you know, the right mindset going into the postseason, I think we'll be in good shape. Last season, when you guys were coming down the stretch going into the play-in tournament, you were so beat up. There were so many injuries. It was so hard to to find a win to kind of clinch things, and and it was was a real grind going down the stretch. Now you guys are getting healthier. Wins are coming. Everyone seems to be coming together and playing their best basketball. How much different do you feel heading into a play-in tournament situation where it's still one and done compared to last season? Uh, I just think that we feel a little bit more confident going into it. I think even last year we played a lot of guys, but at the same time we ended up cutting it really short at the end of the season. And the rotation, we ended up playing rotations that we, I feel like we didn't play consistently all year. But, you know, like you said before, like we've had, we've seen success with expanding our rotation. So I think that's worked in our favor. But I just think that overall, I think we're all feeling more confident going to it, especially having guys come back that, you know, adding someone like Gordon is always going to help. And I think just being healthy overall helps our team tremendously and just understanding our job and, and what our job is going into it and being able to go out there and basically just take care of your job as soon as you step in and give everything you got until and then trusting the next guy up. So I think that we've seen a lot of success with that lately. Lastly, what advantages do you have having played in a play-in tournament game before a season ago? I think the biggest thing for us really is just what ha- what happened when we played our play-in game and really using that as fuel to the fire, understanding that we didn't play our best basketball and the way we went out was unacceptable. You know, at least for me, it was something that I didn't really sleep that well, you know, at night on. So, you know, and I didn't even, I didn't even play. I think I was out at that point, but... It was just something that it, to use and, and feel to use throughout the season and understanding that how important that game is and how important it is to start well and how important it is t- to make sure that we're all prepared, you know, and not doing outside preparation, whatever that is, um, and just making sure that we're ready. You know, it's going to be a tough game, and whoever it is, and they're going to be ready too, so it's about putting our best foot forward. We're looking forward to it. Cody, thanks so much for the time today here on the HHC. Thanks for having me.
One segment left to go here on the HHC. We will do some scoreboard watching on an off day for the Hornets. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Thanks again to Cody Martin for joining us here today on the HHC. Time for scoreboard watching, and if all we were doing is looking at the out-of-town scoreboard, it would be a pretty short segment. That's because there's nothing going today in the NBA. Complete off day for the entire association. Yesterday, only one game really influencing the Hornets. Uh, that was Cleveland falling at home to Philadelphia. At least the 76ers helped Charlotte out a little bit in that regard. So it sets up the race as follows here. Uh, once things resume tomorrow, with the Hornets visiting Miami. Uh, Charlotte will be in a tie for ninth with the Brooklyn Nets at 40-38, and 38, one game back of Atlanta, who's 41-37, and 37, and then two and a half games back of Cleveland, who's 43-36. and 36. They are a bit out in front, but not unreachable at this stage of the game. Now, in terms of tiebreakers, Hornets own it over Brooklyn. That's why, even though they have identical records, Charlotte is ahead of them in ninth right now. Hornets do not hold it against Atlanta at the moment. Cleveland, I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure. Um, Going back to Atlanta, though, since Atlanta, Charlotte, and Brooklyn are all separated by just one game, if it were to be a three-way tie now, since Atlanta beat Brooklyn the other day, Charlotte actually owns the three-way tiebreaker. They would ascend to eighth if all three ended up with the same record. So let's take a look at the road ahead here. What I usually like to look at right now is live games. Who's playing someone that actually has something to play for? So you can rule out eliminated teams. You could rule out in a a year where uh, there was a bit more separation, maybe a team like Miami if they had clinched their spot. Now, Miami hasn't yet, so I consider the game tomorrow to be a live game. Uh, If we're looking at the schedules, Cleveland right now, they've got two live games. They're in Orlando tomorrow. Then they're going to have two days off before visiting Brooklyn and wrapping up with Milwaukee. Not an easy schedule at all, and they've been struggling as of late, losing six of their last eight games. So it's certainly possible that they could lose two of their final three, and if they lost three in a row to wrap up the season, maybe they open up that door a little bit for Charlotte not only to tie, but to pass them. Next team up we're looking at for schedules is Atlanta. They have two live games remaining. However, they have three road games remaining, and they on the road have been dreadful all season long. Most recently, uh, their most recent loss prior to their five-game win streak, which included that win over Brooklyn, was on the road at Detroit. But for the most part, they've beaten teams home or road, if they've already been eliminated, that would include the Houston Rockets to wrap up the season. So I'd say conservatively, if you're looking at it, you guess that they're going to probably go at minimum two and two. Um, But one and three is possible with all those road games that they still have on the schedule. Last but not least, the Brooklyn Nets. How many live games do they have remaining? They've got right now just one. Uh, They're going to play Houston, who's already eliminated. Knicks, already eliminated. Indiana already eliminated. So uh, Brooklyn is one that I wouldn't anticipate a lot of help from. Uh, That said, they have lost two in a row, three of their last four, including the loss to Charlotte. Uh, So we'll see if they open up any room for air for the Hornets here. In terms of the Hornets' remaining schedule, you probably know it well. Charlotte's got two live games, and they're not easy. Going to Miami, who 
owes the Hornets a win, quite frankly, from earlier this season. Uh, that one will tip off tomorrow night at 7.30. After that, they're home against Orlando on Thursday, followed by night two of a back-to-back in Chicago on Friday. And Chicago's game likely at that point to be a live game as well. Last but not least, finishing up against Washington, they are, of course, already eliminated. So it's it's not an easy uh, set of circumstances here for the Hornets. I think uh, being conservative here, you would say that Brooklyn has the easiest schedule of any of the teams remaining. And Charlotte, you could certainly argue, has one of the more difficult. But I think Cleveland's got a tough road ahead. And Atlanta, with all the road games that they've got in front of them and their struggles, relatively speaking, on the road, uh, there is a window to be open. It'll be a lot of fun. Action resumes tomorrow. Hornets taking on the Miami Heat. And you can hear it, of course, on the Hornets Radio Network or on Valley Sports Southeast with the great Eric Collins, Del Curry, and Ashley Shamity on the call. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Our thanks again to Cody Martin for joining us, to our producer Rob Longo, and most of all to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hotcast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.